0: From the Middle Tennessee Association of Realtors, you're listening to Tenants in Common. A podcast sharing stories, motivation, and insight into the real estate industry.
1: Hey, this is Steve. And this is Chris. And this is the Tenants in Common podcast i forgot what we were doing Uh, i think we're gonna call it cocktails and conversation ah that's right and we this is i forgot before we even started the cocktails and conversation so we have bottles of some brown water what's in this what's in these bottles i've never seen these before
2: so what we did is uh wanted to show that tennessee is also known for some of its bourbons and not just jack daniels And so thanks to uh, Liquor Planet uh, right down the way from us here at the association, we have some bottles that we get the opportunity to try. Every one of these bottles were distilled uh, here in Tennessee. Um, We have everything from Chattanooga down south, Blue Note over in Memphis, uh, King's Family Distillery in Sevierville. Uh, to Uncle Nearest, right here in our backyard over in Bedford County, and uh, George Dickel, which is a lot of people know down in Tullahoma. Tullahoma.
1: All right. Well, as a proud Tennessean, I'm happy to volunteer for this tasting. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. So we're going to try some bourbons, and we're going to talk a little bit about real estate and uh, the
1: association
2: and just kind of see where it all goes. All right. Sound good?
1: So one of the... um, the things when you go through the tour of Uncle Nearest, and I'm sure they do it at Jack Daniels, they talk about the Lincoln County process, and it sounds like getting beat up, you know, like you're getting run through the Lincoln County process. But it's kind of interesting of how they distill through the limestone and the water, and um, they still do that today. Well,
2: every one of them, that's kind of the cool thing about uh, about bourbon is if you talk to a lot of people who do this, this is not a drinking thing for just drinking sake. There's a lot of people who are either collectors, mm-hmm. so that it's it's almost like the adults have grown up from the baseball cards and the, you like know, you. whatever. Yes, I, I do a little bit of collecting, and they, they now are collecting uh, bourbon. And the other neat thing about it is if you listen uh, to people who, who know a lot about it is a lot of people buy bottles or brands because of the story. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Uncle Neera's story was he was the, a slave that actually worked for Jack Daniels and taught
1: He was the master distiller. Yeah, he was the
2: master distiller for Jack Daniels. Taught Jack Daniels how to do Mm -hmm. to make whiskey, how to make Tennessee whiskey. So you know that that has a story. And Blue Note out of out of Memphis, they have a a product out there that you know their Rick House got hit by a tornado, and they released a a bottle that didn't technically even meet the qualifications to be called bourbon, Mm -hmm. but because of the story behind it, it was one of their more successful bottles as far as selling and things are concerned. So there's a lot of neat. neat things to it and then yeah you have other people who are really into the flavor profiles and, and tasting the different things that they can taste and and experience with it um so it the thing that always attracted me with bourbon was the idea that it wasn't just about drinking it was about uh you know the storytelling the camaraderie the mm-hmm. the actual flavor profiles and all the different things like that and um the truth is you know uh, most people who aren't even big drinkers, you know, when you sit down and, and share a glass, you know, they're happy to do so and you get great conversation in the process.
1: Each one of the tours that I've ever got, uh, gone on, I learn a little different, uh, little tip or an aspect of the, the journey of tasting whiskey or bourbon. And my last couple weekends at Uncle Nearest you know you have your water to to cleanse your palate mm-hmm. and then because so much of it is an olfactory experience they ask you to just smell your hand mm-hmm. that that kind of just cleanses everything so you can get a good taste so we'll, we'll try that so i'm not gonna look like a weirdo when i'm smelling my hand no that's a pretty common
2: one it's very similar to like uh if you've ever been in one of the perfume stores or cologne mm-hmm. stores or something like that and you you might smell um like the coffee beans or something yes. like that it's almost a way just to reset because, once again, that goes back to it is is if you just go and drink any bourbon, that's where you'll get people who are like, oh, well, you get the burn or you get, you know, whatever. You, you don't really get any of the flavor. But if, you, if you're if you actually able to smell it first mm-hmm. and then then taste it, a lot of times that's where you can actually taste uh, the different flavor profiles that go into a lot of them.
1: And t- do you prefer a sweet corn mash or do you like rye? What's your favorite? I actually – so
2: I, I am a big rye fan. I, I, I do a lot of rye because I also like – making some of the cocktails like Old Fashions, mm. Sazeracs, things like that. But um, if I'm just sipping bourbon, actually some of my favorite are weeded bourbons. So I, I'm a big weeded bourbon fan, the Weller line, the different things of that nature. I like uh, weeded bourbon. And actually we're gonna test you a little bit here in a second <laughs> uh, because one of the things that we have is we actually have uh, a sample of Weller Special Reserve. Uh, so most, some people know that by the green label of Weller. It's a Buffalo Trace product. And then we have another bottle uh, from Bernheim, uh, which is also a weeded bourbon. Um, it comes out of the Heaven Hill Distillery. And uh, the nice thing about it is Weller has become excessively difficult to get. It's, yeah, it's you know an allocated bottle. It's one that people, you'll hear the term hunt for mm-hmm. and have a hard time finding it. The cool thing about Bernheim is it's on almost every shelf. It's actually considered a bottom shelf product. A lot of times you'll see it down at the bottom row. And it's less than $30 for a bottle of it. And most people can't tell the difference in a blind taste.
1: Well, you know, I'm going to tell you that I have a very sophisticated palate uh, at Florida State. I developed a very good taste for Strawberry Hill, Boone's Farm, and Mad Dog um, grape. Because at Winn-Dixie, you could buy it for like 250 um, so I have a very sophisticated palate here,
2: and we see what the Florida State diplomas are worth. So uh, let <laughs> well, it. So
1: all right. So which one do we want to start with?
2: Well, you well you said you had mentioned when I brought it in that the the um, Chattanooga yes
1: I to try bottle
2: that. and bond would be one that you wanted to start with. So let's try. Let's start with that one. Okay. We so, are getting to try these out of glasses that were provided for us by the Murfreesboro Bourbon Society, which is actually kind of a cool. They're a little uh, group of guys on Facebook that all enjoy bourbon. They kind of, uh, you know, share in, uh some of their favorites, okay. some of their, you know, secrets, things like that, of of what they're drinking or what they like to mix and and different stuff. So they're a fun group, and they gave us these glasses for us to try, you oh. know, our bourbon out of tonight. So well, really cool you. little glasses. I think it'll be kind of a good go. So here. the
1: glass itself is a little bit different than maybe a rocks glass. Um, it's a form of a kind of a Glencairn glass, which is a typical tasting glass. I okay. think
2: they call this one. A Canadian Glencairn, but I could be wrong about that. I'm not as familiar with some of the glass work as I am some of the ones, but they're, they're a great, you know, they did a good job with them. They're mm-hmm. very nice. They're easy to hold, and they're kind of that mix between that tasting glass and a rocks glass, so. Alright, yeah. let's give
1: it a whirl. And if anybody wanted to join the society, how would they do so?
2: Go on to Facebook, just look up the Murfreesboro Bourbon Society, and there's a couple questions that they ask you on there, just about your uh, you know bourbon preferences and things like that. Answer those questions and submit it, and you get the opportunity to join. So uh, they just did a meet up the other night at uh, the Goat. Um, uh, sporting complex where they did the virtual golf and had some bourbon tastings mm-hmm. and some different stuff like that. So it was a lot of fun. Local group, once again, kind of just trying to promote some of the, the local stuff that is in our area and around uh, around where we're at. So
1: That's really good. <clears throat> I can taste the cask in that. Um, is there a different place on the tongue it needs to hit?
2: Every one of them is different. So you'll hear people talk about like a front burn, mm-hmm. a back burn, you know, so you'll get more on the front of the palate, more on the back of the palate, you know. After the fact, if, you know, this one shouldn't be any kind of like high ethanol. It's a bottle and bond, which means it's a hunter proof. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it's a, it's should be just a good, what they would, you know, you'll hear the term, a good daily sipper. So it's one good. that you could just sip on and, and enjoy in that regard. So
1: bottle and bond, Chattanooga,
2: Chattanooga, bottle and bond. Enjoy
1: enjoyed that. What's kind of also interesting is about the area we're in, you know, Kentucky Has the Bourbon Trail, and we've got the Whiskey Triangle, Mm -hmm. and it's literally right out our back door. Absolutely, folks from across the world come here because you've got Jack Daniels, George Dickel, and now Nearest Green. Mm -hmm. Nearest, um, it's it's kind of a uh, it's got to be a boost in tourism. Not to mention the the farmland and and real estate that's involved around. Well, the funny thing
2: is you've seen it's, you know, it's no coincidence that we have a kind of a real estate-based podcast and we're also doing Mm bourbon. You know, this is a big part of uh, our economy in the area. And, you know, everyone knows the Jack Daniels name. Oh, yeah. You know, everyone knows. I mean, the funny thing is Jack Daniels isn't even the number one spirit sold, you know, in our own area. Jack Daniels' number one client, I believe last I heard, was France. Uh, oh, so Jack okay. Daniels is literally known worldwide, right? So everyone knows Jack Daniels. But that was kind of the cool part about this was actually bringing some attention. These aren't even some of the most predominant ones. Here's here's a, a little tidbit for a lot of people. One of the most sought after, difficult bottles to get right now is a Bell a Bell Mead honey finish or honey cast uh, bourbon. It comes right up just north of us here, in, in you know, right outside of Nashville. And it's one of the most difficult sought after bottles to find right now. And so what you're seeing is you're seeing like specifically middle Tennessee, Mm -hmm. but even like I said, blue note coming from Memphis uh, um, King's family distillery coming from Sevierville. uh, But, but a lot in middle Tennessee, you're seeing this like push to become relevant in the bourbon slash whiskey, you know, kind of world. And when you talk to a lot of the realtors that we work with and stuff like that, they're seeing it too because they're seeing, you know, when you know these distilleries grow or or um, start expanding, just like anything else, any other industry, they bring jobs, they bring opportunities, they bring tourism. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, look at the amount of people now. Jack Daniel's obviously being one of the most prominent names and one of the most uh, established names. Their tourism, uh, you know, money that flows through there is insane. I mean, people literally travel all over the world just to do that tour. Mm-hmm. But you're starting to see even Uncle Nearest, that's a hard tour to get into right now. Mm-hmm. They're booked. No, they're only open a couple days a week and things like that. And I think even we're talking about possibly trying to get the opportunity to do a podcast there, local, right. uh, with them, because they're a local business, they're business owners, they, they're they entrepreneurs, things like that. But but yeah, so you're starting to see some of this expand. And it's, it's kind of... People may think it's a joke or it's silly that we would correlate that with real estate, but it has a lot to do with our industry and what we do in our industry. So,
1: hundred percent. hundred percent proof. Meh. Well, there you Yay. go. So, you All right. Know. So what, what's our next one? You know, I just knocked that one back.
2: That's the way to do it. So, well, what do you want to try? I mean, obviously you've tried some of the Uncle Nearest stuff. So what's some other ones that <clears> you... <throat> uh, Let's do the dickle.
1: You want to try the dickle? Yeah, we'll give some props to Tullahoma. To Tullahoma.
2: That is one of our counties that yes. we that we uh, service here at MTAR, so that would be a good one.
1: Not a big pour.
2: No. We'll do tasting. Yes, a tasting. Candy might get a little upset if we started doing big
1: pours. Actually, as we, this is, for those of you who are listening, is after 4.30. It's after 4.30. This, this is, is not our visit. typical 9 a.m. Uh, nope. podcast recording time. Nope. So. so we are after hours.
2: And I think if we get the right bottle out, we'll get Tyler out from behind the camera and actually have him, you know, trying some of this with us. So,
1: What'd you think? It was, it was good. It was more of what I would mix things with. Okay. It'd be a good mixer, but a very good sipper too. Mm-hmm. This one actually had more of a smooth finish than the bottle and bond. The bottle and bond hit the back of my throat with a little bit of a, a bite. This one didn't at all. Mm-hmm. So this is
2: actually an award-winning bottle, believe it or not. Okay, it sc- scored 93 points. It's a, it's a it's a for only eight year aged. It's uh, you know which is relatively young in the bourbon world. It, it's uh you know it it actually did uh, fairly well as far as it's turned. Now, now Dickel has, uh, some amazing bottles all the way up to their 15 year, uh, bottle, which is, you know, one that's sought after and released, you know, mm-hmm. semi regularly, but it's not exactly on the shelf every day. Um, and they've done, they've done a great job. And it's, you know, I remember when I first moved to Tennessee, I had not actually heard of Dickel that much. Wasn't super into a lot of bourbon and stuff at that point. So, so I knew the basic ones. I remember hearing, uh, what was it? Uh, Dickel and, uh, What's the mixer? Sun, uh, is it Sundrop, Dickel, and. Um, Sundrop is out of uh, Pulaski, right? So I think it was like Dickel and Sundrop were a big mixer, and that also led me to find out that Mountain Dew and Jack Daniels were a big mixer. Mountain Dew was actually created to be a mixer for Jack yeah, Daniels. I didn't know that. Before Pepsi bought them. I feel like that, that's something that I've heard before, yeah. yeah. and that was, that was a, it. was Mountain Dew was created in the hills, in uh-huh. the Holland Hills of, of East Tennessee, to be a mixer for Jack Daniels. <laughs> That was the whole point behind The more you know. Yeah, it's, it's just, like I said, just a funny little thing. Couple of little things, I know you mentioned that you heard, you know, when you did one of the tours of Uncle Nearest, you know, the smelling of your hand to kind of mm-hmm. reset your nose. You'll also notice a difference when you smell uh, your bourbon. So there's two different ways you can do it. You can smell with your mouth closed, obviously, mm-hmm. like that, or you can actually smell with your mouth open. Now, whatever you do, do it the same way. If you're comparing two bottles, Smell okay. them both the same way. But if you want to ever just see the difference, try one of them where you smell with your mouth closed and smell with your mouth open. You actually get two different fragrances, fragrances okay. normally. So you want, to, you know, it's just different ways that you can experience uh, when you're sipping on it and, and trying to enjoy it. So
1: It's such a masterful art. And when you go into a Rick house is, uh, and, and hear them talk about moving the barrels, and then you'll see some of the uh, the angel. Um, angel share? Angel share.
2: Angel Share is the dissipation of the bear of the bourbon mm-hmm. uh, in the barrel. Uh, so, you know, you may have like a 55-gallon barrel. They may only get 30 gallons of it. Right. Of course, the longer it's aged, the more Angel Share there is. Um, and, you know, they kind of go from there. So, But that one, actually, that is a pretty good one. That's the first time I've had the 8-year. I've, uh, I've had the 15-year. I've had the 12-year. That's the first 8-year I've had. A uh, lot of brown sugar, and it was... It was pretty good. Not bad it was at all.
1: Good. So, it was good. Way to go, Tallahoma. Yeah, good job with that one. So, Absolutely. What do you want to try next? Uh, let's try this the one from Severable.
2: Okay, King's Family Distillery. So.
1: And where is this in Severable? Have you ever been? I have not been.
2: Um, actually, I just got to try this for the first time three or four weeks ago. Okay. Um, they have a, a rye that's called Ryconic. Um. Really, really, really tasty rye for a mm-hmm. very inexpensive price. A very affordable.
1: So, when you say inexpensive for um uh for someone looking to go into a liquor store, mm-hmm. set their expectation. So okay, wine
2: is a common one, right? Most people have tried wine or bought wine for a party or done something like that, and you know if you go to some places, you can get three, four, $5 bottles of wine, you can get three, $400 bottles of uh-huh. wine. And, and everywhere in between. Bourbon is not so much that way. If you look at strictly MSRP, most of your MSRPs on bourbon are going to range somewhere between like $25 and
1: $100. Okay.
2: Now, that changes based on what they consider an allocation. So highly allocated bottles, bottles that are sought after one of the ones we're going to try Weller the Weller line, Buffalo Trace is known for having a ton of allocated bottles of bourbon. You may take a bottle that is a normal MSRP of, well, here's a prime example. Most people know the name Pappy Van Winkle. There's the cool little uh, um, uh, Netflix special about the, the theft of uh, the Pappy Van Winkle barrels. You take a bottle of Pappy Van Winkle 12 year, or Van Winkle 12 year, lot B, and the price of that MSRP, I don't know the most recent one, but it's probably somewhere around uh, $89.99, $99.99, somewhere in there, it may be over a hundred now. Back in the day, it was it was like $69 mm-hmm. or $79. You're probably not gonna buy one of those bottles right now for less than $1,100. $1,100. Yeah, and,
1: and
2: it's it's strictly become a supply and demand thing. It got even worse after that, after the release mm-hmm. of that documentary. On top of that, if you ever do find a bottle out there, that's like kind of being sold on what they consider the secondary market or aftermarket. Mm-hmm. You're actually seeing people ask to see the serial number that's printed on the bottom and the seal on the top to make sure it's authentic because they're so afraid of forgery of it or using. Because there are people out there who will literally use the bottle, get a, a bottle, an empty bottle, fill it up with a different bourbon and try to seal it and pass it off as a Pepe Van Winkle.
1: And those are probably the ones that were in high school that were like, ooh, let's take dad or mom's vodka or gin, fill it with this. And got real, really to be experts on hiding, their... Uh, yeah, uh, hiding, the hiding store. all their stuff. So,
2: <laughs> but if for the average bourbon, like you're gonna spend somewhere, you know, you can find amazing bottles, and that's the cool thing about any of our local stores here that sell them. You know, those guys, they know their stuff, and you can ask. Always feel free to ask questions. Don't ever feel like you're gonna be dumb. They want to help. Believe it or not, they're there. They they are begging for someone to ask them where they get to share some of their information. But you're gonna spend probably anywhere from. 30 to 70 dollars a bottle is going to be your price point. That is, uh, is right about home. Like, if you go down the line here, you know, you're looking at I think this is uh 35, something like that. Uh, Blue Note is a little bit more, I think it's $69.99 for a bottle of Blue Note. Uh, Chattanooga, I want to say, is like $49.99. This Dickel, I think, is $34.99 or $39.99. So, right there at 40 Mm -hmm. bucks. Now, this one that we're about to try, this is actually. About a $90 bottle.
1: Okay. Batch number 15.
2: Yep. So bottle 133 of 204. So there's 204 bottles that came in this batch. And this is bottle 133. Well, let's give it a whirl. Yeah, right? Let's give right, it a go. I'm going to take a little bit
0: of some water. So while you're pouring yeah. that, I have a question for you. What's your question? $1,100 for a bottle. of something that you're going to, that is a, a consumable good. Yes. Now, you personally, is that something that you put on a shelf and leave? And you never touch it? Or is that something that you're like, okay, no, I'm going to drink it, but it's special occasion?
2: As long as we can promise my wife's not watching. Uh, <laughs> if my wife is watching, I put it on the shelf and leave it. Uh.
1: <laughs> that has so much more, I don't even know, I'm, I'm ignorant to what to even say. Oh, I have no idea how this works. Is it it's, more robust? I'm a wine person. <laughs> <laughs> Ethanol? It burns? Well, it just, it filled your full senses. Mm-hmm. It was almost, this is going to sound so weird. Christmas. It was almost like it was spicy. Mm-hmm. It was warm. It was inviting. Um, I know. Some people at Christmas are like, it was hateful, it was awful. It yeah. <laughs> cool. But no, you, you, you can tell a difference in the distillery of that bottle.
2: Yes. So actually the funny thing is you'll hear this a lot. One that you'll hear, it, and we actually all even laugh at ourselves even though we use the term. is oh, I tasted baking spice. Okay. What yeah. exactly is baking spice? Uh, it's, it's Everyone's got a different version of it, right? I mean, th- that is a real term and it is something that people use. But if you ask... You know, if we went to ask Candy, Candy might say, well, baking spices X, Y, and Z. Whereas if you asked me, I might say, well, I use this, this, and this. But what, what we're really trying to say, I think a lot of times, is you're getting, you're getting a little bit of the ethanol burn, but with flavor.
1: Right. And where does that flavor come
2: from? A lot of it is the char of the barrel. Okay. So And whatever mix they use. So that's why, like, if you go on these tours, it's really cool. They'll show you, like, oh, we char the barrel to a level. It's like levels one through mm-hmm. five and the, you know, what level they char the barrel. Then you get stuff like, oh, something is toasted. So they actually toast the barrel almost like a giant flipping toaster mm-hmm. for a barrel. They toast the barrel on top of their char, gives it a whole different flavor profile. How long was it in the barrel? Did they use American white oak? Did they use French oak? Did right. they use, you know, so you're seeing a lot of them now, uh, the uh, Wheeler uh, out of Nolansville, they're big with their French oak. They've been doing a lot of mixes with French oak. Uh, Maker's Mark out of Kentucky, they'll do a thing where they actually mix their staves in their barrel. Uh-huh. So like five of them may be French oak, five of them maybe white American oak, five of them maybe this over here. And they will actually, like I have a bottle of theirs that is, it's uh, caramel apple, chocolate caramel apple. is uh-huh. That's the name of the bottle. And if you go to <laughs> taste it now, it's a little bit high ethanol. So you get a little bit of burn on it up front. But if you can get past that and actually, you actually get this like Caramel apple flavor—it's it, bizarre how it works. And
1: there's such a, a huge demand for the barrels after the use because they cannot reuse them for whiskey. No, they most of them can't, but they you can, can use resell them. For other them. Stuff. Like uh, there's a uh, some place in Ireland. Well, Bacardi. Every bottle of Bacardi comes out of a whiskey barrel. is it? That's it's amazing. So you. You take the flavors that you get from here and now it moves on to a different type Mm -hmm. of liquor i want to say uncle nearest they send their barrels to ireland they're going to yes
2: yes that is one of the places they also have done uh, some stuff with a couple of the local bourbon clubs to give their uh their barrels here's the funny thing that bell meat honey that i was talking about Mm -hmm. is you know really sought after bottle so what they have done which is really cool is they, they create a barrel, they do its char, they do all that stuff. Then they give the barrel to a um, bee company in, I think it's Eagleville okay, uh, or somewhere around there. They put honey in the barrel from their beehives right here in middle Tennessee. They let it sit for a certain amount of time. I don't even know that it's known. That may be part of like a, a disclosure thing. So I don't even know that the period of time is known, but they let it sit in there. They drain the honey out. They get to sell the honey as bourbon infused honey. And then they ship the barrel back to Bell who then puts their bourbon in it and stores it for however long it needs to store. I think they wow. finish it for a year in the in the honey berry, eight months or a year, and then they pour it out. Now you have like honey infused bourbon. Mm-hmm. It's such a so, masterful. Yeah, it's art. it's, it's it, the truth is most of these guys that create this stuff, that that whole concept of being a master distiller, it is yes, it's a lot about your taste buds and being able to like you know mm. these guys don't smoke, they don't eat a lot of spicy foods, they don't. I mean they. They're very regimented in it, but it's also about uh, just literally uh, the science behind the creation of all this. Mm -hmm. You know, what percentage of corn, what percentage of wheat, what percentage of barley, what percentage of rye, What you know, all Mm -hmm. these different percentages that go into it. And to know that up front, that if I I mess this up by a half percent, I'm going to completely change the flavor profile of potentially a very expensive bourbon. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of crazy to think about. Now, to go back to your question. I am like, I'm, I'm kind of a weird one. I have bottles that I collect. Usually if I, if I collect a bottle, if I put it on the shelf, it's one that I know will appreciate over time or it's just one that's special to me for some reason. I love bottles that have a story. I love a story behind a bottle. I don't want a bottle just because someone else has said that's a popular bottle. I want a bottle that either brings back a memory of something or like I said, the, I have one of the tornado bottles. I thought that was just a really cool story behind mm-hmm. the bottle. One of my one of my most collectible bottles is uh, from a distillery called Rabbit Hole, um, and it's the Rabbit Hole Mizunara bottle. And although this has now become an excessively expensive bottle that you can't even really get your hands on, it was the story behind it that actually caused me to want to buy it. It it was made or it was finished in Mizunara oak barrels. Mizanera oak is something that you can only get from northern Japan. They can't harvest the tree until it's three to five hundred years old. Good grief. There were only, I think it was 1,404 bottles made of this. And that's all that will be made. And so it's it's a very it's a very special bottle. And the funny thing is, is if you ask some people out there who have actually got to try it, they didn't like it. Then other ones loved it. And that just goes to show you the flavor profile mm-hmm. of stuff. Another big one that you'll see a lot of times is, is there'll be people like, I've had this single barrel. Single barrel is a term you know, that you hear a lot. The funny thing with single barrel is if you end up with a bottle single barrel, I end up with a bottle single barrel, but they came from different barrels, the flavor profile of them could be completely different. I may love my bottle while you hate yours right. or vice versa. Or they may be very similar. There's some companies out there that have done a great job with keeping things so precise that even though there are nuanced differences, they're very slim mm-hmm. nuanced differences. And unless you're like a really sophisticated palate, which I am not, me either, um, you would never know the difference. I of mean, those.
1: you were talking about you know them bringing memories, and all I was thinking about was Southern Comfort. Southern Comfort mean brings back really terrible memories. For but me. th-
2: that's the funny thing about it. You know, people joke about the tequila thing. Oh, tequila! You know the song, "Tequila makes the clothes come off." Or, you know, it's funny when most people talk about horrible me- <laughs> memories with spirits, it's tequila. Tequila's got a bad rap. Okay, uh, that alcohol just doesn't stand a chance. Because uh, once you're out of college, uh, it seems like all it does is bring back bad memories. So.
1: Yes, and so. We're going to move to the next. Which one do you want to do next? Let's do Blue Note. Blue Note. Okay, perfect. So, we both tried Uncle
2: Nearest, so we can, we, you know, we, well, look at my Blue Note top. It right off. May have set out in the sun too long. Well. We may not be doing Blue Note.
1: That makes me blue.
2: I know. Makes me blue, too. Uh oh. Oh, well, that one's staying on there. Okay, we'll have to fix well, that one later. So, um, Uncle we'll, Nearest? We'll do Uncle
1: Nearest. So, the master distiller of Uncle Nearest is female. And One of I,
2: only a few of them. Yes. In the whiskey and bourbon world, period. I think there's a handful across the country. Mm-hmm. So,
1: if you're listening to this, um, Tyler, are we also videoing this? Yeah. Okay. If you're watching this, if you've got the time, I, I'm in love with this tour. This tour is is new. They're still building Rick houses. It's just down the road from our office, but what Fawn Weaver and her team have built. Is amazing mm-hmm. and if you're there I actually have gotten the opportunity to have my picture made with her because she was on property she wants you to talk to her um, take a picture with her enjoy the tour but they have got just this experiential learning experience uh, of going through the their distillery um, from the ladies room the parlor to taking you to the Rick house to the tasting, to the bottling. And I know a lot of distilleries that do the tours do the same things, but it's just so amazing that it's right here in our backyard. Um, and just the story behind it. It is. It's so amazing. The, 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 they they kind of
2: revived a family legacy.
1: Yes, and Jack Daniels also scratch. has blessed it. Yeah, Jack ooh, Daniels absolutely. has re- written... <laughs> Uncle Nearest into their their history part and giving him the title of Master Distiller, the first um, Master Distiller for them, mm-hmm.
2: and also the first African American Master Distiller ever.
1: Mm-hmm. So, well, let, here, cheers it cheers to Uncle Nearest. That's good.
2: They're amazing. They they do a great job, and that is that is their their what you might consider their base bottle. Yes. It's a very affordable bottle, it's a great bottle. They have, you know, uh, um, what you might consider like a premium or a premier bottle that mm-hmm. you can get as well, mostly only at the distillery I believe right now. So uh, another reason to go visit potentially. And I've even heard when she's there, a lot of times she'll even do signings. Yes.
1: For, for she people. Will. I haven't experienced that yet,
2: but I've heard, I've heard that she will even do signings for people when she's there. So
1: She will. And you talked about the bottle. The bottles are interesting because in Tennessee... You license the bottle, and you buy license the label. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. So these bottles that you see here um, have to go and be vetted. You can't make any changes. So if they run out of one certain bottle uh, type or size, you can't just say, "Oh well, let's make do." It, no, just out of, yeah, it has to
2: be what it is. So,
1: and I think there was an issue, maybe with some of all or all of these during the supply chain crisis of glass and all of them, know, jack daniels had issues with that even jack daniels number seven
2: black label jack daniels uh-huh. but what everybody the iconic vision of jack daniels mm-hmm. they couldn't even get the bottles for it they couldn't get the glass for it that's amazing
1: and uh tyler i don't know if you ever done the jack daniels tour I have not. okay so you know the county's dry Our and they don't have place. enough population to do a voter referendum to make it a wet county that's wild I, so you, know, that's I know it's, it's crazy. huh? It's crazy. You buy the bottle, and it just so happens to have.
2: They give you the alcohol for free because uh-huh. it. You didn't pay for the alcohol. You bought the bottle. The bottle is the iconic aspect of it. So, also being employed there, you get it as a gift with every paycheck. Mm-hmm. You get a bottle. Uh, it is definitely a different. Here's the thing: I tell people, even if you're not drinkers, because they have uh, they have ones where you don't do any sampling as well. You can just mm-hmm. literally take the tour. It's a cool tour. The, the grounds are just amazing seeing the mm. the, the limestone caves and the, the stream, the water stream that makes Jack Daniels what it is. They tell you it's a combination of how they do their barrels and that water. That is what makes Jack Daniels Jack Daniels.
1: That's a good point. You know, even if you were not a drinker and, and I respect that.
2: Oh, absolutely.
1: Go through the tour, learn the process of it because there's just so much love and care and science behind it and science from a rudimentary kind of mm-hmm. way very much so. of having to to get it to where it is today well I mean. think about it it's
2: it's the basic elements earth fire water yes air hey, and that's literally if you if you look at they're charring their barrels mm-hmm. they're taking oak from the earth water and then the air it's like literally sitting in rick houses and and that's the funny thing you don't realize is like uh for example you going back to like the pappy van winkle thing you know, there's Weller is a Buffalo Trace brand and Pappy Van Winkle is a Buffalo Trace brand. They mm-hmm. both have a 12 year product and they're both weeded bourbons. Weller sits on the second row of the Rick House, whereas Pappy Van Winkle 12 year sits on the first row of the Rick House. What does that make a difference? It makes enough of a difference that one costs $1,100 on the secondary market and mm-hmm. one costs about $150 on the secondary market. So, you know, it makes that much of a difference versus like, and those are usually in lower rick houses. Like you go to Jack Daniels and see up on the hill, they have some way up on the hill, they have some down in the valleys. Mm-hmm. And and each one of those is gonna have a different flavor profile because of the amount of heat, the amount of air circulation, the amount of cold that they get. And then on top of it, within that same rick house, you know, some of these rick houses will have 15-20 layers, you know, stacked. So is it at the bottom of the rickhouse? Is it at the mm-hmm. top? The top's gonna get a lot more heat. It's gonna be by the metal of the building, and so on and so forth. So it's it's kind of a very basic. But also very complex science all at the
1: same time. It's, it's kind of beautiful. Dish, so it, it really is. It's beautiful. Okay, so you've gotten me up to a tasters challenge yes, here. Yes, got you to a challenge. So uh, uh, some of some of you remember the your glass Pepsi Coat. Do you remember when you would go to the grocery store and you'd be like, it's the Pepsi Challenge. We're doing the bourbon challenge. So we're going to
2: see which one of these. All I want you to do, you don't have to identify them. I just want you to tell me which one you like better. Which bottle, one or two, mm-hmm. would you pay more money for? My money or your money? Your money, my money. I ain't letting you spend my money. I know what you do with my money. <sighs> we can't talk
1: about that on the air.
2: So okay. you're just telling me which one you like better.
1: Ooh, that's smooth. hmm Very smooth. You're like, it's Candle Wax. <laughs> it's Candle Wax? <laughs> <laughs> actually just uh, um, Mrs. <laughs> 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 we poured it all <laughs> <off> <laughs> in the jar ahead of time
0: just to mess up with you. A
1: <laughs> it's
2: a reed diffuser. Yep. <laughs> all right, now try this one.
1: That one is smoother. That one has more notes. That one has more flavor. I think that one's the more expensive one.
2: You think that's the more expensive one? Yes. Okay. But, that's the one that right now would probably cost you somewhere around $100 to get. This one you can get every day for $24.99. Okay. Well, which one is this? That is Bernheim. Bernheim. That's the name of it. It's the Bernheim Weeded Bourbon. Um, It's just one of those ones like. It's funny, it's become popular now. If you, if you, there are actually, believe it or not, there are literally bourbon content creators out there on social media channels. And one of the big things right now, because bourbon, for whatever reason, over the last four or five years has become just exponentially more popular, it has become a lot more difficult to find bottles that, don't get me wrong, they're great bottles, but they're not anything that's like just unheard of, like go home, help yourself you know, uh, kind of thing. So one of the big deals right now is to um, find substitutes. And what they mean by that is not uh, inferior quality. The truth is doing exactly what we did here. One of my favorite things to do is, most people know I have an extensive collection. And that means I have some very valuable (coughs) bottles Mm -hmm. and very inexpensive bottles and everything in between. A lot of people make the assumption, which we all know what Assume is, make the assumption that I drink a lot of expensive bourbon. It's funny because even my wife knows one of my favorite things in the world to do is to impress people with th- sub $30 bottles of bourbon. Some of my favorite bourbons in I'm the world. I'm your audience. Well, that's what I'm saying though. Some of my favorite bottles in the world are 20 to $30 bottles. Bernheim. Bernheim is an amazing
1: bottle. It was very good, and this one A lot was... of flavor.
2: It's very smooth. It's very smooth. That is Weller Special Reserve. Um, very smooth. They're both great. This one does have a lot of flavor. Um, a lot of you can actually get some taste notes in it and things like that. I love this bottle. Another one. A lot of people don't realize Evan Williams Bottle and Bond, white label Evan Williams, seventeen ninety nine. One of the best bottles of bourbon you'll ever drink if you can get past mm. realizing that. You know, here's the other thing. If you're if you're ever trying out brand new, if you're brand new and you want to, as close to a guarantee of a good bottle that you can mm. get, Bottle and Bond. If it's bottle and bond, there are very specific requirements, federal requirements, mm-hmm. that the distiller has to go through to be able to label their bottle, bottle and bond. So if you're ever looking, you just want, you're like, man, I don't know anything about any of this. I don't care. It's not my thing. I'm buying it for a party. I'm buying it for guests. Sure. I'm buying it for whatever. You don't know what to do. You don't, you're too nervous to ask. Find a bottle and bond. Chattanooga bottle and bond. We tried that one today. Mm -hmm. Amazing bottle. You know, Evan Williams bottle and bond, $17.99. Amazing bottle. Uh, George Dickel has a bottle and bond. It's a little bit more expensive, actually. It's $40 some odd dollars. Okay. Amazing bottle. There are so many good, but you can almost not go wrong with a bottle and bond because they they have to be so precise on the making of it because it's Mm -hmm. federally regulated that you just get a lot of consistency out of it. And, you know, also, the, the requirements that they have to go through just show you that they've put in their work to make a good bottle. So very seldom have I had someone have a bottle and bond that they're just like, oh, that's not good. So you're almost, if, you, if you're not a bourbon person at all, but say you have family coming in or you want to impress the father-in-law or the mother-in-law or whoever it is, and they're bourbon people, but you have no clue what to get,
1: Get you a bottle and bottle. And you can go to Liquor Planet and talk to those folks. Any of those folks down there.
2: Sonny is uh, is one of the owners down there. He does an amazing job. And and the great thing about it is, Walt, even Walt, who's one of the guys from uh, Murfreesboro Bourbon Society, goes down there and does tastings down there. Mm-hmm. If you follow their Facebook page, they even have tastings of all different kinds of stuff. Okay. So go down there, try some different stuff, see what you like. Um but they were gracious enough. They knew we were doing this, and they thought it'd be a cool. You know, they, they thought it was such a cool idea. Thank you, liquor planet. Thank so, you. Yeah. Um, so it was a great opportunity, and uh, and I hope you know, hope
1: everyone got something from it. So very good. Well, we're gonna wrap up here. Um, this has been a fun experience for us after hours. I think so. I think it was cool. And we've got all of most of this in our backyard. So if you're our member, or if you're watching this from from beyond, the whiskey triangle is just literally right down the road. Jack Daniels, Uncle Nearest, George Dickel in Tullahoma. Um, Give them a try. These are all tenants we have in common, whether it be real estate or a little bit of bourbon. Yes. Or whiskey. We all have the after party. So That's right. Thanks so much. Thank you, guys.
0: Thank you for listening to Tenets in Common. Find out more about the association and upcoming events at www.mtar.org. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Mid Realtors. Duplication or publication of this podcast is strictly prohibited without the written consent of the Middle Tennessee Association of Realtors. Until next time.